still remains. Will you ever be glamour? Hi, I'm tickle my fucking toes. And I'm Jamal. I thought that question was answered this week. <laughs> I thought the question was, would you ever be anything other than? Well, we also asked the question of, do you all understand that glamour is a tenant of Dracula? Because child. <laughs> And we're going to get into that reasoning when we get into the podcast. And welcome to Black Tar Roots, a blackly black podcast where we root cap, except now we're boot capping Dragula. Mm-hmm. Darling, how are you? Have you gone and made a visit to your local candy lady recently? No, but I did visit Andy's Carryout over off of Morgan and Kirby Street. Yes. And if you are a Washingtonian who grew up in Northwest like I am, mm-hmm. then you know. If you know, then you know. And if you don't know, then it's like the Washington Post. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. But I got it. Well, since we're plugging eateries, if you would like a bomb-ass <laughs> snickerdoodle cookie, I recommend you go to PG Plaza, not the Mall of Prince George's, but PG Plaza. It's the little kiosk between the Target and the Bed Bath & Beyonce. Yeah, when no. you might get shot. And the Beth... <laughs> works no you're not gonna get shot on that side of the mall now the other one is a little questionable girl miss motherfucker were you were you pride, were you past the threshold of that macy's girl i used to go to the gym over there i used to go to um used to go to the gym over there and, and that the, one side is fine the one side like with the tarjay and like the uh bath and body works the fashion the figure when you get to the little threshold where the little middle area where the food court is miss girl I don't know <laughs> what happened. It is the, literally the difference between the mall at Prince George's and PG Plaza in that oh. one little area. <laughs> the PG girls used to always try to come for um for uh what is it uh Iverson Mall? Oh, and I'd be like, no ma'am, no ma'am, y'all got y'all. You're not about to tell me that Iverson Mall is better than PG Plaza. I'm just saying you can't. It's the pot calling the kettle black. You can't come for. You can't yeah, come but in this case, one of these low. pots happened to be a little bit more blacker. So why, one, one is 11.30 at night, one is midnight. <laughs> Regardless, if you were looking for a bomb-ass snickerdoodle, holla at that little kiosk, PG Plaza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is much to discuss. We had a new episode of Dragula last night. I am... Well, this morning, I guess. I don't know. Wait, you watch it in the morning. Well, I watched it in the morning this week, too, actually. Mm, I watched it last night. It came on at midnight. Yeah, I watched it. I'm going to get the ass crack on because some of us went to bed at like 10 o'clock, which is unusual for the girl. Mm. Um, you know, I cooked that nice little steak last night and had the itis down and was knocked the fuck out. So I watched it this morning, which I almost never do. Um, I'm excited because it's Ghost Ship Glamour episode. Mm-hmm. Which is a fantastic concept. It's a nice little, um, nice little shift, and it also has a sachet into one of the tenets of Dragula, which is glamour. So mm-hmm. let's get into the judge. So last week on Dragula, the bitches was fighting, and by the bitches was fighting, I mean glam rock because they couldn't get it together at all. And in the end, the bottom four who all had to participate in the extermination challenge that you claim is false, uh, <laughs> the electrocution. Was the Gordy Beaver, J. Jolie, Mary Cherry, and Bitter Betty. In the end, it was Mary Cherry who had to sashay over to the Rhythmless Nation strip club and be choked to death by some thunder thighs. Only seven monsters remain. Who will be eliminated tonight? So, did you have fun doing that? Yes, I did. I tried to remain as silent as possible to let you have your moment. I thought the thing froze again. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy that. You know, we are. This is uh, in addition to the many types of stand podcasts we are at this point, because we always add a we add a moniker every season. This is also a top model. Um, a nostalgia podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So I love going back to this moment. So we get our intro entering scene, right? Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Heart Celtic had the, the Celtic had the girl right together. Mm. So it's an opening scene. Picture it. It's a beach. 
This man is uh, not happy with his life, but he hears the siren song of this seashell and he picks up this magical seashell and the shit goes, hey, yo, I can fulfill your wildest motherfucking dreams. You just gotta tell me what you want. And he does. And then Drax and Swan come drag his ass up into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the scene. This, this scene was actually real low key this week. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk when we get to the extermination. We're gonna talk about my opinions of these exterminations. The, this the fucking scorecard, but yeah, I have some questions about that too because I think they're just using a dartboard. Yeah, because they <laughs> they've been phoning these exterminations, man. Uh, and I don't know if it's like sensitivity to certain communities and not wanting to give them too much when we kill right. them, but. We're going to get to that. So whatever. They spit roasted uh, uh, black ass cocoa cane. So I don't want to okay, hear it. So yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so, so we get to well, the. <laughs> hold on. So just to give you a frame up of what we should anticipate seeing. So we know tonight's episode is the ghost ship glamour. So you want to think and the, the uh, get your mind wrapped around the movie Ghost Ship. I was about which, to say, yeah, uh, horror movies like ghost that. Ship, yes. Um, but also tragedies. Uh, remember back in the 70s. The tragedy movie was huge. So you think about also Poseidon Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a big, big shout out to the motherfucking production crew of this television show. Could you imagine? Do you I just imagine what the production meetings are with Drax and Swan? I mean, well, you know, they probably have fun. <laughs> just, you know, of course, just, of course. <laughs> they're just driving around Southern California, just posted out. Like, oh, okay, right. gonna go to the beach right here. Oh, no, I totally believe they are in it to win it. They, they definitely read the job description, but just imagine, okay, so we're going to the beach and me and me and Swan are going to be in the water with these heavy-ass dresses. Mm-hmm. And what we want you all to do is to pan out as, <laughs> as we're walking out. And I just kept looking at the two of them like, I know they must be just miserable. Mm. Having to, with the tides doing what they were doing, and they had Hella, the dresses were not little scoochie dresses. They were gowns. Pumping out of there. <laughs> Shout out to the production that makes this shit happen. Because they also framed this show up to where we get um, a select piece that we get to watch as a part of like the floor show. And then we get to see the behind the scene bits mm-hmm. too, which we talk a little bit about from the extermination challenge. Yeah. So let's get into the boudoir. So the girls of Zenith come back from their uh, winning uh, the boudoir and and in Dragula tradition we're waiting to see who survived the extermination and the girls are talking about who they think survived the extermination Um, immediately um, Zavaleta is uh, championing Mary coming out of the extermination Mm -hmm. which I was not surprised by as this this season goes I really need Zavaleta to go home because she is working she's working my nerves she's annoying like it's not even it's not even like interesting antagonist at this point It's just you are frustrating me because you're just, being a contrarian. Yeah. And you just and you also just like being antagonistic for no reason. Like we don't right. need this. We really don't need this energy every episode. Right. Um, I was happy that Hoso, Hoso and um Saint are calling out the fact that Mary has been subpar and they would not right. be surprised if she didn't pump through that door because she's been subpar this entire season. Right. Um, and I'm glad somebody very said politely. it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad that somebody said it because somebody needed to say it. So Jay pumps in first. We get we cut to Zavaleta, roll her eyes. Um, right. And, <laughs> and you catch um, uh, Jay going, I'm back. Rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I did, I did, I did. Yeah. But she didn't quite, it didn't quite land. Well, you know. <laughs> Oh, so what are we allowed to say about Drag Race? And what are we not allowed to say about Drag Race? Well, we can make references. I think we could do mm-hmm. everything but say Drag Race. Right, right, right. Um, oh, Miss RuPaul be right up that ass after she do her TikToks. Right, <laughs> exactly. Because you know she, uh, you notice Jade every time. It's like, I was on another show. Right, um, right, 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 right. One time I was sequestered in a place mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. people who do an art form. Mm-hmm. And it may have been on camera. Yeah. And then Betty pumps in. Um, <laughs> Betty pumps in, and then Sigourney eventually pumps in. And we start to get a few storylines going. So one of the big storylines of this episode is Jade versus Betty. Um, and I don't, I guess I wasn't paying that much attention, but I didn't know they were such good Judys. Um, I think I thought the same thing, too. I mean, I guess when they started to roll the, the uh, yeah, my best friend 
uh, footage. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I could see that. Right. But, yeah, you know, uh, maybe they needed to, uh, she's a real bad bitch. She ain't got no wig tape. Um, but then when they started to do, uh, but then when this, they started to fall apart, well, this also tells me that there was just a flimsy relationship from Jump Street anyway. Yeah, well, like most relationships, it seems like Betty um, establishes. So, <laughs> right, um, because, uh, go ahead. <laughs> Betty wants to take no accountability in her role for the team failing because we we get back into this whole Sigourney, um, you know, kind of carried her team last week. And uh-huh. Betty's like, well, um, it was her choice and da-da-da-da. And St. calls her out. He's like, yeah, but that still doesn't hold up because if one person was making the decision to do all of this and no one else was making a decision to hop in, then that, the fact still remains that three other persons were not carrying their weight period mm-hmm. um you know, what also pissed me off was when betty goes she is a woman who gets this opportunity yes, yes. to lead a set of drag queens and she failed and i said well first of all you all are not preschool children right you are grown adults who are peers and colleagues in this space it's not her trying to rally up a bunch of five-year-olds it's right. people who do similar work who are all trying to meet the end of a successful a successful challenge and you all did not allow yourselves to be led yeah what the fuck is this what is going on it's it's just deflection it's deflection it's throwing it's throwing accountability everywhere but where it belongs right um we also cut to this scene of the boulets telling uh saint girl we tired of these pumps <laughs> we tired of these pumps and dolly references it and saint very quickly says well girl guess what Y'all keep bringing, y'all can go ahead and complain about these pumps all you want because they right. will be returning. Because guess what's in my suitcase? <laughs> okay. They um, ain't got the wigs. This bitch got the pumps. Okay. Um, and, oh <laughs> uh, my God. Um, <laughs> and we also see that Hoso and Dolly are uh, not here for a lot of the mess that is going on in the boudoir. Um, you know, Hoso in general, I think is just tired of it. I also think that um, I also think that Hoso is tired of. I lost. I lost you. Can you go uh, back? Well, we also get this storyline that Hoso and uh, Dolly are tired of the mess in the boudoir, right? Mm-hmm. And Hoso, I think in general, is just tired of all the commotion. But I also think Hoso is just frustrated because Hoso still doesn't got no win. Um, okay. You know, as of as of the beginning of this episode, there are a few people who I uh, would have earmarked as front runners in this competition who ain't got no wins, and that's Hoso mm-hmm. and Sigourney. Um, and what did I? Oh, I wrote. Why did I write that? I wrote. Can Jay still come to All Stars? Oh yeah, I was wondering. I was just sitting there randomly watching episodes. I was like, I wonder if Jay can still go to All Stars. I mean, I don't see why not. Listen, if Juju B could be on every reality show under the fucking sun. Yeah, but all Jay- of those are directly connected to RuPaul. I, I feel like something in my spirit tell me RuPaul got her hand attached to this Dragon project. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so we get into that. We don't have much time before the Boulets call the girls on stage. Thank and God. they're like, hey, <laughs> well, we got enough time for arguing later on, so don't worry. Well, we're going, we're going to get back thing. to that. Did you clock how the Fangoria was supposed to be given interior illusions promo? Girl, they just threw them fucking magazines on the <laughs> They threw them magazines on the There was mugs and bitch, there was, but right, there was buttons and shit and stickers. Since Zom, because, oh, I love Fangoria. It's such an what? iconic magazine. Child, the, well, that's the other thing. This whole episode, the girls is, is full, is, are fully given on, given, um, fake enthusiasm for shit because okay. <laughs> wait till we get to when they hear the boule song and how the girls is acting <laughs> like they was into it so <laughs> it wasn't that bad of a song it was giving me spooky strip club i know but uh, several other people there were some clear fake reactions going on so i'm oh girl yes i'm into this oh yes this is everything <laughs> cut to you didn't win the challenge <laughs> Girl, fuck that's a girl. Fuck that song. That ain't the energy that I get. It's gonna be at the top of my Spotify rap list of 2021. Okay, okay. So the Boulets <laughs> had the girls come on stage. They're like, hey girl, guess what? This week we are doing a um go ship glamour challenge. Um yes. underline the word glamour. Uh, Three and times. 
and we have some extra things going on for you this week so <laughs> there's a key hidden in the workroom and the person who finds the key can use the key for one of two things they can either use the key to save themselves from extermination or they can use the key to throw someone into extermination uh-huh interesting so have they done this before i mean i, I know they did the did they do this with the was it the blood and the garlic oh uh, i don't remember anything of this cal of like this like caliber of a thing that they could do to fuck up the other competitor which yeah, is also something know. in my head i wanted them to do on drag race actually but they've also they've they've turned the party in several ways before like um <laughs> like when they uh that girl what's the girl with the nose the one that she lived for Abora, <laughs> when Abora, a couple of Abora looks, and suddenly it is a whole thing. When Abora won the challenge, and they still put that bitch in extermination. <laughs> yeah, the like, police do be, uh, be running these girls. Right, girl. Guess what? You still up for extermination. Right. right, um, right, right. So, um, so we've seen um, the girls do things like this before. Um, the girls <laughs> do just throwing anybody into an extermination. <laughs> Well, shit, shit, the fuck? You need to get up in extermination. <laughs> it's three of y'all here. You might as well just, you know, we're just gonna send you all through. What? Yes. Especially well, we'll with talk these about that scorecard later. Especially with these exterminations not even being shit anymore. But um, like the extermination this week was a fucking photo shoot, girl. What? Uh, well, this is the first time they've done that. Yeah, but still, come on, you can't even call it extermination no more. Call it. Uh, we'll talk about. Field trip after, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> field trip after the floor show. So okay. put the bitches in an Uber black nigga down to the motherfucking beach. Yeah. So the girls get back into work. Everybody looking for the key, and the whole time I'm praying in my head, I said, "Please, Jesus, don't let Zabaleta get this fucking key. Right? Please do not let her get this key because I know the minute she get this key, she it's is thing. okay. She's gonna have a battery in her back, and she coming for Sigourney, and we do not have right. time for that. Um, it would have been a waste. They weren't sending Sigourney home. Yeah, but still, she just would have tried it, and I wouldn't have had time. It just would have been a waste. Um, so Jay gets the key. Um, who was actually one of the last people I expected to get the key. Uh, I just I wasn't thinking that much about Jay. So Jay gets the key, and there's this whole thing. Everybody's assuming, okay, Miss Jay, she's going um throw Miss Betty up in this extermination. Um, and Betty kind of is goading Jay the whole time. She's like, "Well, if you's a real bitch, um." I'm like, okay, girl, keep on talking. Right. And, <laughs> right. Uh, I was just like, what is <laughs> Okay. <laughs> keep on talking. Keep running that mouth. So, and then we get this whole fake seance scene that I'm just not into. I said, okay, girl, Thank you. Next. Please skip that. So, I texted you and said, we're skipping this. I texted you <laughs> as it was happening and said, we're skipping this on the pod today, just FYI. <laughs> so, anyway, the girls are making the outfits. So, we just came in with some Target, um, some target candles. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're making their outfits. Um, Saint is going for this whole um, captain of the ship um, right. slash barnacle person. I was like, okay, okay, could be interesting. I see a little volume. I see a little, see a little wet and wavy wig. Okay, um, Jade is doing a dead lounge singer, which immediately reminds me of the movie Ghost Ship. If you've seen that movie, yes, um, yes, this is why I was hoping some people would maybe step away from that. Yeah, well, or do it well because it's uh, mm-hmm. newsflash: the final well, product it- I did not like. Well, they, it, well, I didn't actually hate Jade's look. Um, what it put me in the mind of was during the Western Challenge, where it was eighty-five fucking saloon girls. Yeah, yeah, I, but I wasn't scared that there would be eighty-five lounge singers, if that makes sense. You got like three. Like, yeah, three two. Um, seven. <laughs> Betty says she's doing a, a a blue Ghostbusters inspired look. Uh, yeah. don't know what that was gonna look like. Um, and then we we cut to more Betty and uh, Jay drama. Betty takes uh La Zavaleta to the side. They had this conversation <laughs> I don't care about because it's the two people this I care the childish. least about. It's childish. It's childish yeah. and it's annoying. Um, and my whole thing is anytime you are, are sitting there having a heart to heart with La Zavaleta, uh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> the way that it was a man knows, I said that's probably the last person I'd want to pull aside. Like we want to pull someone who's even killed, who will give you know shoot it straight to you, but like mediate it properly, Dolly. 
girl, I, or at least pull somebody aside who you think would care about what you're saying, because I wouldn't trust that bitch. You know, you say the wrong thing to her. She turned around and um, kind of use it to yeah, stab you in the back the next episode. So okay, no. Okay, you sitting right in front of the front door of the boule is talking about, hello, actually the might get this girl eliminated. Right. It's giving Barry that. Um, also, just go talk to Jade. Like, I mean... Yeah, I feel y'all like they such want to like girlfriends, right? They want to. I feel like they do. I'm hearing that they want to mend it. It seemed there was a lot of under other underlying issues that they never addressed because again, the shit was getting flimsy from jump. Um, but if they're using their words, where it's funny they use them in some places and not others, I'm hearing that they want to make up, but they just need to sit down and fucking talk to each other, right? And then, so this petty behavior the next day when Betty decides she's going to move her makeup station somewhere else, right? Like, like girl, she's in we, third grade. Right. I was like, girl, what are we doing? What, this room ain't but so fucking big, okay? okay. <laughs> they didn't know where to put the key because room ain't nothing but a motherfucking corner. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a mess. So anyway, we get to the um we get to the um the the floor show, the main stage Let's do thing. The floor show. So first and foremost, Drax and Swan look great. They look yeah. amazing. They're giving us king, queen, not my favorite diver. Looks. I actually really enjoyed it. I love when they talk about and judging how these motherfucking helmets are uncomfortable. Okay. Um, it ties in what the challenge is, and it ties in really beautifully. Um, it anchors what it is that the glamour component of this competition is and what it is that they do so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And that's why it bothers me so much that it feels like the competitors in, in Dracula do not, they like to do glamour the least. I feel like they feel like it is, it's one their least favorite thing to do and that it's um, not as challenging to them as the other tenants of Dracula. Mm-hmm. But that's incorrect because Drax and Swan do that almost exclusively, right? Yeah. They do that spooky, haunted, glamour thing, and they do it exquisitely. And it is their brand, and it 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 requires a deep knowledge of references, and then melding that into the glamour aesthetic. So, I oh, I felt that like a little. And we get into some of the looks that are giving the sort of disrespect around that, because you have that great exemplar in front of you every week. That is what they do, and to the point where. Uh, Swan had to like reiterate and underscore at the top of the challenge. This is a glamour challenge. Yeah, glamour absolutely. is a tenant of this competition. And, my and you whole, know who did it? What was? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say my other thing is the girls. The girls be uh, coming forward, uh, they, but all you giving is glamour. But all you giving is glamour. And I'm just like, behold up. But look at how you look when you try to give glamour. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And and to the point where I go, was that an attempt at glamour? Right. <laughs> Because it was not so, right, right, and so it, I just it's I I have noticed that across the board, and I get that it may not necessarily be the most exciting thing to do when you do sort of a monster drag, but when we talk about the framework of the show, those are the tenets, and while you have tons of space for interpretation and doing different things, there is the challenge. That is why you're in this competition, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to meet that. Mm-hmm. So. That, that that is something that just sort of uh, stuck out in my head. It's like when it comes to the glamour thing, some people do it really well, and other people like kind of balk at the idea of having to do it. Mm-hmm. Or when they attempt to do it, it's not up to the par that it should be. So when the, someone does do the high glamour, the high film really really well, they feel like it's cosplaying Dracula. Okay. Anywho, had to get that off my chest. Um, <laughs> This is going to be out of order. So we got the spooky. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're not about to do this. We are not about to do this. On the judging panel tonight. Oh, yeah, I haven't gotten to. Well, hold on. Let me finish, Brenda. (laughs) No, because they announced the cast judges before the girls did the floor show. Okay, rewind. (laughs) Yeah. So on the judging panel. I know you're trying to skip over this because you don't like this show. But no, I wasn't trying to skip respect. over it because I actually really, really appreciate the perspective of the judges this week. I think they are, um, the judges have been great thus far because they all have a performer um, uh, perspective. What I liked about Phil Noble being there, who is the editor-in-chief of Fancoria, is he is coming from the perspective of, uh, from the publication world, right? Mm-hmm. He puts these things in the pages, he edits them. 
that's a great that's a great perspective to have in front of the monsters. And mm-hmm. you also have Christian Nairn, 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 who is Nairn, who is Holdor on Game of Thrones. I have that has, has nothing to do with my dislike of Game of Thrones. It's okay, just, so was, shout out Game of Thrones royalty, Game of Thrones royalty. Okay, and all my people who listen who watch Game of Thrones know the legend that is Miss Hodor up on Miss Game of Thrones mistake. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah, so the episode two. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Um, no, we will not do that. Justice for Hodor. Hodor is an iconic character. That was one of the few which I need to be worried about is just for that motherfucker finale. But that's not the here nor there. <laughs> moving on. The prequel is coming. Um, one of the few episodes of Game of Thrones that made me cry was when we found out why Hodor says Hodor all the time. Uh huh. And why they when they burn that child alive. So let's move yeah, on. Nobody to... care about that girl. Except I do. So <laughs> this is going to be of, out of order, okay? So we're going to be judging on look, and we're going to be judging on performance because those were the requirements of this challenge. So cue the spooky strip club music. All right, mm-hmm. we got Wicked Love playing in the background. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> Did it's, you notice is... they they said now available on all music platforms now <laughs> now available on because RuPaul will be right up in that ass RuPaul <laughs> probably making a TikTok about it right now you see what I sent you earlier yes I said Raven probably was like Ru could you just sit down so I can put this blush on you girl like <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> so first person I have up tonight is Saint who is giving us this drowned um sea captain uh there's something about this look that is very crude and Tim Burton-esque that I absolutely adore. It's excellent. Um, a little early in the episode, Saint talks, Saint talks about how uh, they were surprised that they're the fashion performer of the group. Are you surprised by that? Um, uh, I think that in this group, Saint is one of the more fashionable people. Right. Um, I don't know. I didn't know that Saint didn't see themselves like that. Yeah, um, exactly. Right, right, right. Like I was, but I wonder. There's a couple. There's a couple things I'm noticing that Saint does not see about themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, was, I feel like Saint was like, oh, <laughs> I feel like Saint knows that they're doing fashion, but I don't think they're doing. They realize that they're doing it to the caliber that the Boulets are noticing it as fiercely and as their trademark. Mm-hmm. Anyway, regardless, the look is exquisite. The little wet and wavy wig yeah. is perfect. <laughs> I like that this looks like um, something out of a storybook that would be adapted for Netflix for some like Lemony Snicket-esque uh, Roll Doll uh, series. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they clock Saint for something that they've been clocking Saint for since they got there. And it's the movement and how um, yes. constrained it is. I'm not going to say stiff, but it is constrained. It looks like Saint performs within a frame. Uh-huh. And I wonder if that's because, you know, Saint and Aiden are from the same little area and God knows where, Georgia. And they are accustomed to doing their drag online. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that as a struggle for people who do drag virtually, because you have to be able to perform in, a, in the frame and not, not do a ton of moving around. You don't have a whole exactly. stage. Exactly. And having access to a stage is different from performing in that setting. And it's not a bad thing. It's just getting adopt, ad- adopted to that space yeah yeah and being able to perform that much on the space yeah. that is what is going to that's been losing saint challenges so yeah. i really hope that they break out of that soon yeah similar thing that we saw with um from aldehyde in episode one where it was right they were telling her go bigger but you know what i mean go bigger this is a different right. arena right because you know being on just being on this it's really just an entirely different feeling You're like oh i can use that i can use that i can use that mm-hmm. you know it's a different headspace anyway two Excellent. Saint easily easily could have won this challenge because the work and the details in this are great. Saint gives a shout out to um, pageant queens during the preparation for this look, talking about what's it, what it called? Um, aggressive bedazzling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Because <laughs> you have like the barnacle look. So you see this mix of beads. So Saint very much so knows what they are doing when they pull together these looks. So, two. So when we were talking about not understanding uh, the glamour aspect of this, here's Hoso. And Hoso is supposed to be giving like this sea enchantress look. It's, it's giving fish with the high pony. Here's the thing. I think this avant-garde, avant-garde dress is beautiful. Hoso misses all of the glamour points. Mm-hmm. And if this is explicitly a glamour challenge, there are things that Hoso could have done 
to elevate it to meet the requirements of this challenge. Now, mm -hmm. I get it that Hoso has a different sort of point of view and a different frame of mind. Um, you know, she mentioned during the preparation that this is a heavily Eastern inspired look. And I think that's great. I think it's important for us to be able to bring um, diverse views and lend, uh, diverse views of what glamour is. However, with and going back to my point about there is room for interpretation, but there's still some frameworks you have to work within. Mm -hmm. It was missing the parts of glamour for reading as glamour. And that's something that you need as a performer. Your audience has to get that. Um, and there's some things, there's some choices that Hoso could have made that would have made it less, um, would have made it glamour, but not obvious because that's something that Hoso doesn't want to do. Something so obviously glamour, right? Not necessarily want to just throw on a, you know, a carry tiara and then pump out there. there. There are different ways to do it that still works with what you give and then also provide something different for us to see on the stage. And this is what made me so sorely uh, disappointed in Hoso's behavior and the, the uh, cauldron later on today. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, because, she, she held it back for a little bit. Yeah, but we'll get, we'll get, there was, there was a lot of yeah buts, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just said that, uh, to Sigourney. And so I just, you know, when you don't understand the assignment, but you are getting on me for under, what? Okay. Um, Bitter Betty comes out. I think Bitter Betty looks beautiful. Yes. I think Bitter, I think she looks stunning. I think the makeup work, I have not seen Bitter Betty's makeup look bad. I think the, I was less concerned about the things that the Boulets pointed out around the makeup. Because the Boulets pointed out a couple of things. They were judging fiercely tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't think they were being mean, but I think they were really looking at the big picture. It's seven of you bitches left. One of you is about to take home the crown and I will say four episodes. We need to really start thinking about what your trajectory has been thus far and what your, what your report card has given. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> those things were real nitpicky. What was bothering me for Betty tonight was uh, Betty didn't know the words all the way. Nope. <laughs> And those things that got bloody clocked. Caught and that, that. Was even, that was even up in the edit earlier. Everybody was like, I don't learn words fast. And we get it. There are different learning uh, situations for people. So, you know, we're not going to get into fiercely. But the, but the point is, the challenge was you need to lip sync this song that they feel very, very, very passionate about. Mm. Um, I think her energy level has been so consistently at this throughout the competition. That that was also the nail in the coffin for her tonight, because there has not been, I have not seen any levels in Betty's performances aside from the weird Wild West. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even then, how much more of a jump was that? So now it makes it more obvious when some of your other performances are not, you know, giving what they need to have given. Um, regardless, though, she's stunning, stunning. And we're going to get into some concerns I have about the extermination a little later on tonight. Yeah, she was all right. They look cute. Yeah. Um, I also wish she would have moved around on the stage more because the other thing that that, that, was, that was holding her back too, there was not a, a ton of use of the stage. Even as the lounge singer, you could still give more. Um, I wrote here, Zob looked irregular as hell um, in this outfit. I'd... So Sigourney Beaver comes out next. Exactly, because all she was all she did was wear fucking Ratty she ass glittery robe, right. right, and a she flat did. ass finger wave, and tried to right. sit up there and, and read the girls like she could. Right, she said, "I'm dropping names." I said, "Girls, you can't just keep dropping names. You just can't be dropping John Galliano because it's not giving John Galliano and the design capabilities that he gives." Uh, Miss Sigourney took whatever doll hairs that she had and made a garment look like a Mugler. Mm -hmm. So you need to be careful about this name dropping if it is not aligning with what the actual garment is supposed to give. Yeah, understand your references. Right. And even, even, and even if it was close to it, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's not enough. That's not enough. And so, again, another person whose behavior I'm disappointed in a little bit later on. And you're, you're coming for someone and you're saying, well, I'm doing this one reference. Well, that's not enough for this competition. You still need to elevate it for what it is that we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't, it's seven other bitches, six other bitches here. You you have to be able to beat them out. Mm -hmm. Especially seeing what the rest of them are giving. And speaking of what they're giving is Sigourney. Sigourney looks fantastic tonight. The performance was on point. And that is what won Sigourney this challenge. One, this was Sigourney's challenge to lose. Because it was glamour. That's what Sigourney, Sigourney does. High femme, glamour, Dracula. Was it a sequin dress with a slit in it? Yes. 
it was. It was not the, the most spectacular sequin dress in the world. Was that performance everything and on point? Yes, which means mm-hmm. she swept the categories. Exactly. I love the touch. I love the touch of those sails on the arm because I didn't clock it the first time for some reason. Um, it tied it into the challenge and she was firing on all cylinders. And that's what won Sigourney tonight's challenge. Also, I think the Duelers is a little bit easy win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been time for her to get a win. And also, I mean, I was looking at when the comment was leveled against her, um, oh, you get the same silhouette every week. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. That's not that. true. That's yeah, not true. I, so I started to go outfits, I was like, mm, right. Right. You just, you, you, once again, you just you are so determined to hate on her that you were just saying anything out of your ass. Yes, I thought the same thing. I was like, did she wear that dress already? She's not. She's actually mixed it up and there's been different aesthetics. Yes, I maintain that she could dirty it up some more. That was not tonight's assignment. Exactly. That was not tonight's assignment. She did so, what was required tonight. It was clean. It was polished. And the performance, again, I go back to this performance. It's what won Sigourney, the lip sync. She has that burlesque background that we've clocked at this point. She's a performer. And she shot towards the audience. Exactly. When I was looking at Zav's performance, did you notice that, did Zav ever perform towards the audience? No, Zav was just running around looking like she was fucking on crack. Right. Um, and that was something that was a ding against what happened with Zob. So, um, Dolly came out. I have no notes for Dolly. I think Dolly, <laughs> Dolly continues to do an excellent job across the competition. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about Dolly is that Dolly blurs gender performance aesthetic. Yeah, and right? Dolly's this doing a more masculine drag. Correct, correct. But then there's also the elements of feminine there, too. Um, did you clock that Dolly was supposed to be the boat? Because that's what um, Hodor says. I didn't clock it at first. I clocked it. I mean, I saw it once they started pointing it out. Like, I didn't even notice that the um, the belt was glowing in the dark. Yeah, I didn't notice it either. Um, but I did. I thought it was just another sea captain. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Regardless, I mean, toots. Continuing to fire on also. I thought the performance was great, too. I, this could have easily gone to Dolly. Mm-hmm. Tonight's performance could have when could have easily gone to Dolly. So uh, we might have we have it sounds like we have differing opinions on this, but I actually really enjoyed Jade's look tonight. I thought it was clean. I thought it was really really polished. I think it was within her wheelhouse because Jade does some semblance of glamour. Where Jade really really struck tonight was the attention to details because everything that's on that garment was big or had some volume. Um, the, the pearls, the barnacles, all of the pieces on there was giving very monsters high to me. And I thought that it met the requirements of the challenge. So even though I didn't think she was going to win it, I knew that she was going to be safe. And I also thought that she was successful. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't. It didn't give it didn't do it for me. It wasn't enough. And it, it's mm-hmm. still kind of like it rang a little too close to um, the cutesy drag that I remember of her doing on drag right. race right but i was okay with that because i still think it was successfully executed and was it was really really well done um yeah i mean we can have different opinions on that one i definitely didn't think she was going to be up in the bottom um i also knew that because someone in the reviews on shatter decided to ruin the episodes <laughs> so stop using the reviews of shatter to ruin the episodes for people thanks i knew it because she uh, had that key it wasn't no way in hell she's been about to be up <laughs> in the bottom of that key um if you were to do this challenge what would you have done oh uh, i don't know but i did see did you see um astro's uh, uh what i would have done look that she posted to her instagram no what, what was it what was it it was this, it was a cool like um shipwreck look with these uh squid tentacles wrapping all around her. Oh, that would have been fierce. Yeah, it was it was real nice. I would have been a paranormalist because I like the direction that <laughs> let me back up. I like the direction that Betty was going in with like you think about like the opulence of the 80s, right? And like the gaudiness of it. That is a great aesthetic, and just the camp of the '80s. That's a great sort of reference to pull from. So, like, how cool would it be to be the paranormalist who like found this ghost ship and then got trapped on the ghost ship too? Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. Yeah. So let's get into the judging. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just got distracted by this commercial for um, Drag Queen of the Universe. So, which we um, end up watching. 
Child, I mean, I'm gonna give it one. It, it looks see, like yeah, American. I said the same thing. I said, watch my like, dumbass get Paramount Plus again. It looks like American Idol with drag queens. Uh, so we get into the judging. The first thing we had to find out is how Jade is going to decide to use this key. Um, and Jade uses the key to throw Miss Betty up in the bottom. Um, Betty's gagged. <laughs> I don't know why she is. Um, yeah, yes, because. <laughs> The T is she would have been she was a candidate for the bottom. Jay anyway. just expedited it. Okay, I would have used that key to throw one of the top contenders up in the bottom. I'm like, okay, Miss Thing, Dolly, yeah, you, you always say Dolly, that. Dolly hit it in the bottom. Miss Thing hit it to the bottom. So uh, <laughs> Jade is declared safe. But that's the thing. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Jade no, that's the thing. Safe. These these point, the, the points. The, the, I would like to see the fucking scorecard for the extermination challenges. Girl, you want to shake the table. I so, want to see what, what the criteria is because what I think you they have to be using a dartboard. There ain't no way that anybody is being judged fairly in these extermination challenges. Well, I mean, yeah. How do you how do you score uh some bitches getting electrocuted? Uh who uh, flinched the most? Well, they said that Mary ain't getting no shocks. <laughs> well, it was time for Mary to go anyway. So that was all right. Ready. So, but that's that what I'm saying. What is this the extra credit assignment? What is this the extra credit? Or how did they judge the riding of the bull? Look, I think that it will be judged uh, more. We're going to make it up. As it we will can. be judged more critically when the extermination candidates are more equally yoked. So far, yes, we, have had, we have had people in exterminations who were clear outs. Right. Okay, uh, Saint what, and um, Coco, it was clear that Coco had to go. Mary and everybody theory. else, it was clear that Mary had to go. Uh, I feel like the Boule is intended, that, intended these exterminations to give us fear factor, but these bitches is already crazy, and they're willing to do it. Well, the exterminations aren't even fearful anymore. I mean, right? That's what I'm saying. They're giving they're giving decoration at this point. The extermination challenges used to be like fearful. Um, we when they had the bitches jump out of the plane <laughs> last season, a homegirl said, "I'm good. I'm a I'm a just." Well, they, yeah, there you go. Back. That was a clear. That was a clear. Um, <laughs> you know, but, how, you but we don't get. But what I'm saying is. How many of like, like apples to apples? How many of them do we actually go? This is one where we'll have a clear, distinct winner, and then you have the one where Maxie and um, and uh, Madeline Hatter were getting heckled. How I do mean, you I guess that? if you look at like um, if you look at like when the girls were buried alive, if one person taps out, um, but no one taps out. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, in that case, you just you let it ride, and you know whoever you feel like did the worst in the challenge goes home. Right, that's what I'm saying. I feel like these started like to okay, these this is really gonna test people's mantles. Cut two, these bitches do this extreme shit all the time. Okay, this is just spring break for some of these hoes. Or so now this the, is just giving generation. But they're not even extreme anymore. I feel like if the exterminations right. were actually still extreme, then you could judge them. But these exterminations aren't even extreme. Riding a bull is not extreme. Sitting up in a fake chair, sending fake electric shocks is not extreme. So there is a way that we're, we're going to talk about that offline because there's a way for them to give the shocks that are not actually shocks. Uh-huh. So anyway, we, get to the judging. <laughs> we get to the judging. Um, they live for Saints outfit except for them shoes. Um, and they they tell her that, uh, like we said before, her movements are a little too like contained and small and that they really would have liked to see bigger movements. Um, I'm going to jump around. La Zavaleta, they're like, girl, you were not even performing the song. We don't know what song you were right. performing. Um, so we girl, like we the nails. What's going on? Okay, we like the nails, but no, ma'am. Um, they live for everything Dolly did. They live for the attention to detail with the belt. Uh, Betty, it was clear that she didn't know the words. It was also clear that she was having fumbling, fumbles with her props. I think that she may have been using that microphone as kind of a crutch. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, them mm-hmm. lyrics. Um, uh, Sigourney, they love the, the fact that Sigourney knows how to perform on a the stage. They like that her outfit kind of um, went with the song and it went with the challenge, right? Because we had the sales and the eeriness and we cut to Zavaleta rolling her eyes all over the place, which I could not take. Um, <clears throat> uh, I did like that when they got to Hoso, they asked Hoso to explain her outfit as opposed yeah. to just reading it because they were right. they were like, okay, we're not getting glamour out of this. But maybe, you know, you can um, talk to us a little bit more and convince us um, of, right. of how you saw this as fitting into the challenge. 
Um, all in all, uh, hope I'm sticking to them guns, them guns too. Well, I mean, oh. fun, <laughs> and I appreciate that because if, if that's if that if you felt that that was glamour that was, and the strong right. blue, then go ahead. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think, um, I, I just think there were, there were things that could have been nice, it was not ugly, yeah, it just was not glamour. Yeah, I mean, it also wasn't my favorite Hoso look, but um, and I'm waiting well, for Hoso. I'm I'm waiting for and hoping that Hoso can win a challenge. Um, we get to the announcement of the winner, and the announcement is finally Sigourney Beaver. Woo! Um, a win! Yeah, congratulations, my dear. And suddenly, everybody's blood pressure went the fuck up when okay. that was. Well, hurt. we're gonna get to that in a second. And the girls who are up for extermination are Hoso. La Zavaleta and Bitter Betty. Um, and Betty is really <laughs> holding on to this hole. I'm only in the bottom because Jade um, put me there. Girl, right. Girl, I don't know if that's the only reason why you're in the bottom. So we get to the culture. And like every week, all hell breaks loose up in this motherfucking oh culture. My God. And the you only person. The only person who is not in this mess is Dolly. Because Dolly is just like sitting in the back, like, y'all, y'all need to chill. Right. Um Everybody going off. Everybody going off about different things. Saint going off that she in the top, and that she didn't that she didn't win the challenge, and er, and, and rightfully so. Everybody's like, uh, "Girl, can you calm down, please? You're in the top." You know, you the girls love win. a lot of energy for safe. Yeah, they live um going off in the top. Uh, of course, here we go. Everybody, as as is tradition now, everybody got a battery in their back to come for Sigourney, and right. the one the thing that I text you. I said, them bitches better be lucky. That is not motherfucking Hollow Eve because Hollow okay. Eve would have been time enough for that ass. Y'all coming over here with this bullshit, coming at me with some mess because I did what I was supposed to do and I did my right. job and you did not do, do the assignment. Hollow would have let them girls have it. You know, I appreciate because essentially at this point, we need, we need to name that Sigourney has been sitting and taking it for weeks. Yes, because yes, she has. We're talking about her getting attacked for being successful. And while we've tried to leave some room on this podcast, we're like, well, maybe there's not this is we're not saying the fact of the matter is there's been plenty of space and opportunity for, to provide the language mm-hmm. and to provide exemplars and demonstrate how it is that we're allegedly not seeing everything or whatever game it is that Sigourney's playing, and it has not presented itself. Yeah. And also, also let's let's give Sigourney some space and some language, right? So right. one thing that I think Sigourney when we talk about her sitting back and taking it, one thing that I think that she is aware of is the fact that she is in a space that is dominated by cis queer males. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that part of her sitting back is also just giving them the space to have this space, right? Um, and not trying to come in and take up too much, um, take up too much. Um, and it's unfortunate because it, it, every single person, even Saint, even Hoso, in their in their um, frustration, come for Sigourney, and it's like, well, goddamn! All the girl did was her job and win the and do the damn challenge. The challenge was glamour. That's what she did. If you have a problem with her always doing glamour allegedly, then why don't you just let her take herself out when the challenge is not glamour? But the right. challenge right now is glamour. And she also, did. I don't know that she owes them all of this space because at the end of the day, we're uh, well, yes, one of them. Correct. Sigourney identifies as a queer person. Mm-hmm. She has just as right, much uh, right to the space as they do mm-hmm. as a performer, period. Um, they need to be worried about themselves. And if I can give them one piece of advice, it is comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. They continue to compare because essentially what they're doing is projecting and comparing themselves to Sigourney right. every week. And the fact that they're not measuring up and they, they want to gatekeep her out of the space, which is one of the other things that is so disappointing to me, because here you have a bunch of performers who have been gatekept out of other traditional drag spaces and they want to keep the one AFAB queen. Yeah. We're identifying or not out of it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, that's, 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 um, a whole other layer of politics, identity politics. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> but that's identity politics 101, right? Is the way that right. you, you validate the one space that you do have a lot of times is by replicating the violence that you've experienced. And Correct. so you, you push down, you know what I mean? The people who are in the minority of wherever you are 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that with how aggressively it's almost like there's a tick and like some like La Zavaleta, for instance, it's almost like there's a tick in her head. Like mm-hmm. Sigourney breathes and it's like, uh, you're doing too much. And then and it's right. like, girl, what? Right. First of all, can you do the challenge? Right. Because they never have the smoke for Betty, Mary or Jade. Yeah. Well, they had this smoke for Jade. They had it this week. For this Jade. this week. But are they are any of them other ones ever getting it as because when I was watching was a lot of um, congratulations, but exactly out of everybody, mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. everybody. Well, and it was especially surprising out of Hoso. But I, I, my theory is Hoso been holding that in for a good little bit. She probably has. <laughs> she probably has. And it also is it also is insecurity of your own space in the competition. Right. Yeah. So if you've been sitting there for a few weeks and you haven't been. And you thought the shoes going to come in and just serve the girls, cold, you know, serve the girls and you have not been serving the girls, then, you know, you start to get a little in your in your feelings um, and you see somebody who is uh, actually who is being successful and you don't necessarily understand or agree. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you know, was, I think they, 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 I would love for them to start embracing more. And this goes back to my original point around the tenet of glamour. These high femme aesthetics exist in this universe. Yeah, and they, they do. extend past Morticia Adams. Yeah. So, you know, a part of the work that they're going to have to do in participating in drag and in this competition is recognizing and acknowledging and being able to honor that additional space mm-hmm. for those aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, the bitches is fighting. I said to myself, they need to be, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're tired of fighting or what. They need to remove the vodka up out of there because every week it is something. No, they need to remove the people up out of there who is just constantly insecure and starting the shit. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get, I, I guarantee you, if Sigourney was not there, La Zavaleta would be going off about something. <laughs> I, guar- I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it because that's all she has done. When she first came in, she was popping off everybody. Then it was at um, then it was a saint for a she second. She had a high week, right, 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 right. Mary was for a second. You know what I mean? Like, and and she just flip flops. So it's just it's clear that this bitch is an agent of chaos. So she is just back there to start shit with anyone. But you know, this goes back to my original question during the Meet the Queens. How old is she? I don't give a fuck how old she is because I guarantee you oh. she's older than I guarantee you she's older than Hoso. Right. Right. Right, but that's just that's just behavior that we I've seen in a ton of young queer people. So it is not surprising to me. It is unacceptable, but it is not surprising. Um, regardless, these bitches need to worry about the judges' notes and not Sigourney Beaver because at mm-hmm. this point, <laughs> and going into the extermination, it is two of the three bitches have already been there before. Right, right. So. Yeah, so we hit it to the extermination, which is a photo shoot. So we don't even need to talk about that. The girls, <laughs> the, the, girls the girls taking pictures. What is there to talk about? What did, I actually think judge? that Betty looked the most beautiful. And I think Betty did the best job in the photo shoot. Well, guess and that's what? what I was like, time was the fuck up. That's why I said, no, wait a minute. What is the scorecard for these motherfucking challenges? Because when I looked at those photos, when I looked at those photos, I said, okay, my eye goes directly to Betty. And not just because she's in blue, I think she looks the most beautiful. I think she's posing the best. The rest of them, Zav was not giving. Hoso was okay. But it came down to the scorecard prior to these exterminations. And then they threw I would have took, took, took uh, the Betty one more week over Zavaleta. I was hoping that when no, that uh, footage that. rolled at the end that it was her up on that beach. Well, and when you know, I was, was hoping Betty, for that too until someone it. ruined it in the reviews on the Shutter app. Well, that's why you got to watch it on your TV. <laughs> I do. I cast to my television, but through the app. Mm. Um. So yes. Uh. Sadly, well, not in the recent episodes. Not so sadly. Um. We are taken back to our beach with the mythical, magical seashell, and waking up is Miss Bitter Betty. She picks up the shell. I wonder how I knew that. It must have been from the views from the Shutter app. Oh, girl, let it go. <laughs> she listens to the shell. She talks into the shell and Drax and Swan, aka Big and Little Boulet, pull that ass up into the water. 
And that was this week's episode. Exactly. Just the, the wackest fucking extermination I've seen thus far. <laughs> this system is not giving me anything. Bitches getting uh, choked out by go go dancing. I was yeah. this thing. I thought that one was great person. What happened to you? Remember when um, Madeline? If you bring up the Madeline Eric thing again. No, you remember oh. when Madeline got her head knocked off by uh, <laughs> you know when they when they chopped getting... off Meatball's head and that one was his. Yes, that's what I'm saying. When bitches getting lit on fire and all this other stuff, girl, Nano talked to a seashell and then she just passed out. I said, What? <laughs> well, did you want it to be brutal? They don't all have to be slashing. This is an all-encompassing universe. I feel like I have not gotten my my good exterminations this episode. Okay, so the first one was what? The first one was Formalda, and they had Formalda and Zob up in a music video. She got stabbed. Next. Okay. You had Astra, who got smashed in the head by a rock. We spent a lot Black. of time killing people on the beach. It's getting weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we were spit roasting Coco and eating her. Mm-hmm. That was the most violent, actually. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then Mary got choked out by a go-go dancer's thighs. Which is the so, most exciting. <laughs> no, I have not gotten my good exterminations. I have. I need, I need, I need. Okay. You remember when Hollow's Eve got suffocated in a bag and then thrown down, thrown down the side of a hill? You bring this one up constantly. Because they did that. That one, that one was another one where I felt the energy of the boulets being like, we tired of this bitch. Get, I think Dolly got stabbed too, right? I don't remember how Dolly died. Or you remember when the girl was on the, I think this might've been Dolly, when the girl was on the um, uh, the operating table and they came in and uh, pumped her full of the, the poison. Oh, well, yeah, I guess here's the other thing. I don't know how much um, <laughs> I'm going to say this and then gonna, we're going to LOL together. I wonder how many limitations they have uh, based on COVID. <laughs> I mean, not that many. Didn't they just have Mary sitting up there with five people with no mask on? <laughs> it's very right, close. They contact. can't recreate a hospital scene right now. Watch out! <laughs> when they drowned, um, when they drowned Louisiana Purchase. I don't even remember that one, but I just knew it was time for her to go. So, I, well, yeah, yeah, it was time for Lil to go at that point. Um, well, that was this week's episode. Week of the week. Who's Merkin had your Erkin? Um, mm, I'm gonna say Saints. You know who I'm gonna give it to this week? Dolly. Because at this point, I don't know if Dolly is going to ever wear a wig. So she's we're gonna, gonna give wig. It to she me. wore a wig in the Rock Challenge. Wasn't that uh, during the during the uh, floor show, the solo yeah, floor show, not yeah, the yeah. actual challenge itself? Yeah, she um, Yeah, but most of the time it's bald. So we're gonna give it to Dolly. <sighs> Worst wig of the week? La Zabaleta. That fucking hideous ass Elder Barge wig she had on. <laughs> Sitting there talking about she giving uh, Jean Paul Gaultier. Nah, she's Girl, John Galliano. Whatever the fuck. She needs to be given gone next week. That's what I need gone. I will take Jade one more week. Sure. Because mark my words, next week is either going to be Jade or Zabaleta. Yeah, because who else could it be? You could have a shotgun elimination. You could um, eliminate Saint. Because I feel like Saint only got got so many times before she she ticks out. Or Hoso, to be honest. Yes. Well, I was going to say Hoso, and that's also my least favorite week this week. But um, we didn't talk about how I think Resurrection got um, Miss Saint shook a little bit, too. Why I got her shook? I don't know. It feels, she talked about, you know, um, at the beginning of the episode, I won Resurrection. I don't talk about it a lot, but I did. But, like, also, I feel like the weight of having won that and to deliver the expectation to deliver every week is probably a lot. Oh, well. Well, girl, you better, <laughs> you better go up in girl, you better go up in um, Miss Thing, go up in somebody's closet, borrow some shoes, Miss Thing, get it popping. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, because, um, Ain't nothing wrong with one little shoe. Latrice Royale pumped her way to top four. <laughs> with them Latrice had different shoes uh, on. When? She had uh, she had a few different pairs. Okay. Well, you don't know. Saint may have a couple of different designs back there. She may have that little payless shoe. And well, she need to color. pull them out because they, they put her on notice. <laughs> if we see them motherfucking uh, kitten heels one more time, Miss Thing. That wasn't a kitten heel. That was a sensible maybe three and a half. <laughs> 
That was the sixth grade. That? No, I didn't seen some biscuits before. Okay, Ginger, we just watched the full season of they Eureka told her. and Ginger Bitch pumping down at some motherfucking biscuits like this was Popeyes. They told All her right? you wear them shits on the stage one more time, girl. <laughs> Oh God! Who do you think is going to be the top four? We're getting close. Like I said, I think top four are going to be Dolly, yes, Sigourney, yes. Um, I wanted to be Hoso, um, yes. and I wanted to be Saint, but we'll right. see. We will see. See, we shall. Shall we see? Well, that concludes this week's episode of Black Tar Roots. If you are not following us on our social medias, we encourage you to do so because we love engaging with you all. On Instagram, we're Black Tar Roots Pod. And on Twitter, we're what? Black to our roots. One more time. I will always be glamour <laughs> on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm Twinkle My Fucking Toe. And I'm Jamal. Bye. Bye. You'll never be glamour.